Good morning, ladies, and happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know and I appreciate the fact that you have taken out time from your busy day to spend time with us. So welcome to Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. And you know I'm not alone because we have brought a lot of new girlfriends on this road trip. And I apologize, Dr. Keita Joy, I didn't tell you about the road trip part of our discussion weekly. But uh, we have Dr. Keita Joy with us today. Would you say good morning to the ladies? Of course. Good morning, ladies. Happy Friday. Or I like to say fabulous and faithful <laughs> Friday. Good morning. Ooh. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you ladies already know what you're in for, right? Right. So we have decided that this podcast series, for at least the first 90 days, we have titled it Shutting Down Fear and Anxiety. And we are on a road trip. Even though it's a mental road trip, a lot of us feel like we need a real road trip. We have decided that this is a trip. It's a journey, and we know that we are going to hit some bumpy terrain, some unknown territory, but at the end of this 90-day trip, we are going to find ourselves in victory, walking in wholeness, walking in healing, and, and ultimately pressing towards the call that is on each and every one of our lives. So that you know a little background about where we are, that is where we are today. And we, I just want to say thank you on behalf of every lady listening. Thank you for spending time with us today. Oh, no problem. I'm excited. I look forward to it. So I, first, before we jump into your story, and I, and I thank you for opening up your heart and your life to share with the ladies about your journey, but if you would, just introduce yourself to the ladies. Tell them a little bit about uh, what you do today. I know that you are a professor at Valencia. Yes, that's correct. So, so um, tell us a little bit about your, your business and ministry and everything you have going on today. Yeah, sure. So, um, again, hey, ladies, good morning. Um, so what I do is um, I am just spirit-led and purpose-filled, and um, I have my own business that I've had for a little over three years where I do professional speaking, motivational speaking. I do corporate training on effective communication and conflict resolution. I am a life coach to men and women. I also help men and women who have startup businesses and entrepreneurs when it comes to branding. And I'm also the author of Fabulous and Faithful, and that's a 31-day devotional, and it helps women to love God first, look good from the inside and out, and take over the world. And I even got hand movements and everything with that. But um, <laughs> We see it in our mind. We see it. <laughs> I know, right? We see it in your mind. But um, I just really love using my voice to make change and to make a positive impact in universities and in colleges, um, in the lives of women and in businesses and in corporations. And so um, that's what I do. And then I always tell people my greatest joy out of all of that is being a wife of 10 years and I have two children, my son who's six and my daughter who's four. So even with all the other mm. things, um, that is my greatest joy and they are my glue and help me out when I have my moments of yes. running everything that I'm running. Um, they help keep me balanced and are a part of that spiritual piece of giving me peace of mind also. Oh, that's so good. And I just learned something new. I didn't realize that you have a four-year-old. So I have a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the most amazing things is all the women who've come on the podcast, 
they have families and they, they have little ones and older children and, you know, careers, nine to five, but then they're also doing ministry and business. And so it's such an encouragement to know that God will help us balance it all. And yes, we are so thankful for your family that they help you to do what you are doing today because you are impacting women's lives. Thank you. I just want to say really quickly, too, um, because i just be honest, but really quickly, um, I really think that um, society had a lot of things misconstrued because you think about, uh, you know, decades and decades ago, you always would see men. Men were able to climb the corporate ladder. Men were able to run their own businesses. You know, men were always in leadership positions. And then when I started looking at it, I'm like, these are men who are married. These are men who have children. But it's so normal. It was very normalized that men were able to balance this out, of course, with no problem. Uh, But it was always, for some reason, women, for us, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're doing this. Well, why not? The man is married. The man has children. And he's an equal shareholder (laughs) and and partner in the family dynamics. But yet it's acceptable for him to be able to balance that out. But for women, it was kind of like this situation where we had to pick and choose. And so I'm really big in helping women to understand you don't have to pick and choose. All of it is part of our purpose, the same way all of it was part of the man's purpose. And so in any family dynamics, everybody should share in those responsibilities. So that's it. That's my soapbox. I'm done. We're done. <laughs> well, you can, you can it, feel free to interrupt me at any time. And I just want you to go for it in a moment. I just want you to yeah. break loose and share. But, you know, <laughs> I have never thought about that. It, that's a very mm-hmm. interesting thought, a topic possibly for another podcast. Um, but you're right. That has been something that's always been, that men can balance all those things. And so it is just amazing. And I thank God for your life. I thank God for what you're doing because you're an example. We're looking up to you. I told you before we started, be my mentor, please, you know, show me the way. <laughs> and um, so one thing that we, we that you said before we started recording today was, I love my story. Oh, I love that. Hmm. I want you to share your story with the ladies. There's, it, we see now today, if you, and I do want ladies at the end of this podcast to know where to find you, where to find the book, how to get in touch and, and um learn more about your business and what you have to offer. But there was a journey to get to this place. So I'm asking, would you please share that with our ladies today? They're listening, and this word is for someone. I know that for a fact. You got it. Um, Well, I love what you're saying as far as everything being a journey, and you guys are all on this road trip together because that's literally what it is. And one of the biggest breakthroughs in my life was getting to a point where I really, one, loved me, and two, liked me. And so liking yourself is meaning you also enjoy yourself and you think you're a pretty cool person. And um, I had a hard time loving me and liking me for many, many, many years. And so I ha- aside from my background in business, I have a background also in counseling. And I think it's one of the craziest things when I think every person who gets into counseling, therapy, psychology, uh, many it's because you've had your own trauma and drama. Um, I've always, you know, had an interest in that because of the trauma that I experienced. And so just some examples of that, just growing up, I'm the only child. And I've always loved using my voice. And so I see full circle how God now for a living has me using my voice. But when I was young, I didn't know that. I just thought I was motor mouse and I couldn't stop talking. And I, that, that was that only child I would make up 
plays and skits and I didn't care what adult was in the room. You were going to look at it and listen to it and you're going to like it and you're going to clap for me when I'm done. Like that was the type of mm. uh, child that I was. I just love making people happy using my voice. And so, um, but with that though, my mom battled drugs and alcohol growing up off and on. My father passed away when I was 12 and um, he passed away suddenly, and I say, and I emphasize that because the, the grieving process starts long before the person actually dies. It's when you wow. see them ill. It's when you visiting them at the hospital. When you're starting to make those funeral arrangements, even though they're alive, you're already uh, subconsciously starting the grieving process, preparing for what's eventually about to happen. But when I was 12 and my father passed away, I never started the grieving process prior. He was healthy. Um, even though they were divorced, I saw him regularly. We were just playing tennis. We were hanging out. We were going to the mall. We were talking. We were laughing. He was strong. He was vibrant, you know. Um, I got my sense of fashion from him. He was just mm. on it and energetic and just full of life, emphasizing life. And so to see him full of so much life and then come home from school one day and my mom sitting me down in my bed to tell me about his death, it just, I, my, I had a hard time um, processing wow. that. And as a woman, especially now seeing the interaction with my four-year-old daughter and my husband, it's so important for a, a girl to receive that love from her father. It's a different type of love that a mom can't give. They can't. And so I'm not saying if you're a single mother that... Um, they can't receive it somewhere else because that's where mentors come in and it takes a village, you know, even if it's not necessarily the father. But that male healthy role model love from a man to a girl, it's priceless, the, you know, yeah. and I truly believe that that relationship is what prepares you to understand how much God loves you. You understand that whole father relationship. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and so he was that for me, like, even though I was, like, 12 years old, super tall, scrawny, little twig, you couldn't tell me anything. I thought I was the most beautiful girl ever, right? Mm -hmm. And it was because of how my father built me up, and my mom, too, but it's something about when you hear it from a man, right? Because you see that, right. we'll, child, we'll fast forward, you know, tell you about that whole catastrophe when it comes to men and relationships, <laughs> but... You know, I, I needed that. Even when you didn't think you needed it as a girl, you did. You craved that. And so he filled that void where I felt special and I, I knew I was somebody. I knew I could be anything I wanted to be. And um, when he passed away suddenly, I lost that suddenly. And so I was desperate to try to find it anywhere by any means necessary. Um, and so, you know, as I started getting to adolescent age, dealing with the wrong types of men, you know, even though they only liked me for superficial reasons because of my body, because of my face, for a good time, I didn't care. It was kind of like it was better than nothing to kind of fill that right. void. Um, but doing that, there's something in you that you know you're worth more than that, but you don't know how to right. get out of that. And so that's what I felt like I was stuck in. And so that's where I got into this point where I was like, man, I don't like me. <laughs> you know, um, because even when you don't realize it, you don't like some of the stuff you're doing, but you feel like you're stuck in this rut because you feel like that's all you can 
can obtain. And I got stuck in this rut of just settling for less, even though I knew I was worth more. Something in me knew I was worth more, but I just kept settling for less in relationships with men. Um, I started selling for less academically. I've always, you know, been easy for me to make good grades and things like that. So on the outside, and this is the thing, on the outside, I looked like a star. I looked like I had it together. But on the inside, I was crumbling apart. So on the outside, I'm getting accepted to Florida State University. I'm in the IV program. I'm taking AP classes. But what people don't know is that that's still not the best of me. And um, that's why now with my coaching business, I love working with high achievers because it's so easy for us to fool the world and think, wow. and the world will think we're okay. The world will think we got it all together. And, um, it, you know, and it's part of our superpower. And I, and I saw my mom do it. Even with drugs and alcohol, she around here still getting her master's and holding on to a job, even though slowly things start to crumble. But still faking, pretending, you know, and so I grew up in that, faking, pretending, but God is so amazing. When I say he's amazing, the grace of God is so real, and I learned that when, like, when you have a purpose, when God has marked you with a purpose, there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. You cannot run, like how Jonah tried to run away. You, You can't. You can't run away from your purpose. It will find you. It will hunt you down. The thing is, when you, yeah. you when you try to run away from it, you end up enduring more heartache than you would want to. But in that, um, the scripture talks about how God works for the good in those who love him and who are called according to his, his, his purpose. And so I saw that in my life, that all my skills and my talents, I had them. I knew I had them, but I didn't know how to use them because I was so broken. You know, and so fast, fast forwarding, it was around 19 that I really gave my life to God. And that was a whole God thing. And let me tell you, anybody listening, you feel like you're broken and there's no way out. You just keep praying and God, he'll make a way. He makes a way when you think there's no way. Like I was getting to points, I was crying every night when I was in college, but nobody knew, just so depressed. Um, I started smoking weed to try to escape from my problems. And this is the crazy thing. I would smoke weed and then read the Bible, you know? Mm-hmm. You would think like, oh, lightning going to strike down on me. But uh, <laughs> but, but God, <laughs> God worked through all that. He saw my heart. He's like, I'm going to deliver her from this because I was crying out to him. I just didn't know where to go. So I even do that now in my business, and you know, and it's grown so much. And I feel like I'm in a rut or I'm confused. I pray and I cry my heart out to God because I know he'll show me and I'll be, and that's one thing I learned. And when you're honest with God, with where you're at, even when you can't see a way, it's okay. You don't have to see it. God sees it. Yes. He sees it and he'll, he'll work it out. He will work it out. And the crazy thing is you don't know how he's going to do it. You don't know, even, you know, mentally I've had mental breakdowns where I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I don't, I don't see how I can get out of this. And I'll tell God that only you God can get me out of this. You're going to have to provide a way, and he will. So he'll provide me all of a sudden with the right people who encourage me randomly, or he'll talk to me through my counselor who will open up my eyes and show me things, or he'll just, you know, like he, he, will, he will find a way. And so I was so depressed when I was um, 19, and he brought some girls to me on campus one day at Florida State University, and they were like, you want to come to church? And 
at that time, I was so desperate for something. I was going to a lot of different churches. I was like, fine, you know, I go to your church. And I went, and um, it was something different. And then from there, I really started getting into the Word of God for myself, not hearing it just from my pastor or just on Sunday, but me diving in and reading the Word of God for myself. And that was like a breath of fresh air. Um, and it was also intimidating, also. And um, it really cut to my heart because I realized for so long I would say I was a Christian, but I wasn't living like it. Um, and then I was so broken and I wasn't going to the author and giver of life for healing either. And so all, all those things got mixed in and I started really just living my life for God. And that is where my purpose started to come alive. And, um, it's almost like it's giving birth, you know, a purpose, you, it just, it's not mm-hmm. full blown. And that's one thing I learned. It evolves over time. It changes its shape and look. It changes, right? And so I had this purpose now in God, and I knew I loved psychology, and I knew I loved counseling. I knew I loved business. I knew I loved marketing. How do you mix all of this? And Jesus, mm. how do you mix all this together? It's like, oh, my gosh. And so it's a journey. And But I, I was finally in a place where I was going to allow God to drive. You know, since I'm on this journey, like I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Jesus take you know Jesus take the wheel. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you ride. That's good. I, I'm gonna be in the passenger seat. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you do your thing. You you show me. And so um, it's so crazy. I started out as a teacher, and um, after that, I became a counselor, which is what I should have did from the beginning. But I didn't want to be a counselor because my mom was a counselor, and I want to be I want to be everything that was different from her. You know that whole. Mm time in my life and God was like no you love counseling and I'm like yep you're right I do so I did school counseling (laughs) and then after school counseling God was like you need to use your business skills too and it's time for you to start your own business and do life coaching and speaking and I'm just like what you know and that's where I had a lot of fear we were talking about fear and for anybody listening sometimes you have these things on your heart that you want to do and you just don't think it's possible for you. Like you think it's possible for your neighbor. You think it's possible for that celebrity that you see on TV. And I know for me, even though like you look at Oprah, for example, even though I know that she went through all these trauma growing up and she was molested and she first started out as an anchor and this and that and had to work her way up. Even though I know all those things, it was still kind of like, well, that's for her, you know, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but for me, I can't. Um, that's too much. That's too much. It's too big of a risk to start my own business. And I had so much fear to the point it overwhelmed me for two years. You guys, two years, I was disobedient to God. Two years, he told me to start this business. And I said, no, because my fear was so great. And so one of the things I had learned was that, so funny, we're talking about this journey and all my analogies deal with driving. So funny. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Right? And so one thing I learned is that Fear is not supposed to disappear. And I think that's what was messing me up. I was like, I, and if I'm supposed to do this, that means I'm not supposed to have no fear. Because you hear that word fear less, which less, you know, the suffix without, right? So I'm supposed to be without fear. And God was like, no, I just said have faith. And so I learned mm-hmm. faith is not the absence of fear. Faith is I'm going to choose 
to just trust, even though I have fear. I'm going to choose to move forward, even though I have fear. I'm going to choose to take the risk and take the leap and jump, even though I have fear. You see? So I, I had to learn that. Faith is not the absence of fear. <laughs> you know, we, you're going to have it. Faith is a choice, just like love. It's a, it's a verb. It's an action. So I had to learn that. You know, the same way love is a verb, faith is a verb. It doesn't mean it's the, the absence of something else. And um, it was one of those things where um, I remember, uh, who was it? Was it Brene Brown? Um, she was talking about how, you know, like fear can kind of be there. And you look at fear like, hey, we're going on this journey. We're going to take a ride, um, but you don't get a say in where we're going. <laughs> you, That's right. you, you, don't, you don't get to talk and give input on where we're going. You could be there, though. Hang tight. Put your seatbelt on. Mm. I see you. But faith is going to ride. Faith is the, the one that's, that's the driver, you know, and I, and I had to, I had to, to learn that. And, um, now that's helped me so much because I naturally have a lot of high anxiety from when my father passed away when I was 12. I um, have something called trick, this mental disorder where I keep picking my hair out. And I started when I was 12, right when my father passed away. That was like a coping mechanism for me. And I've done this now and through adulthood. Anytime I've, I'm stressed or high anxiety, I start picking at my hair. And so I have to see a counselor and that's the thing. Never. I love seeing a counselor. It's like the best thing ever. Like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> I just want to see one. Just let's just talk about life, you know? Let's just talk. So, right, right. Yeah. It's the best thing ever to see one. And so I just realized that um, we're all going to deal with things because we're imperfect human beings, but that doesn't make you less. And being imperfect doesn't make you less. It actually makes you whole because imperfect and you understanding that you're imperfect helps you to rely on a perfect God, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't desire to try to be something that's unattainable anyway. I don't need to be perfect. And so now I embrace my flaws and I know I have high anxiety and, and it's a balance because I'm not, um, you know, spiritually, you don't want to just put negativity on yourself. Right. Um, but I also, I'm real with myself. I know that same way. I know I have fear. I know I struggle with high anxiety, but it is not, it does not rule me. It does not have victory over my life. Mm, you understand? It's Jesus has a victory so I can see it and I'm not ashamed. And so that's where I got to this place now where I like me. I like me with my flaws. I like me with the high anxiety. I like me, even though I have fear from time to time, I like me with all of these things because anything that I'm lacking in, it's God's job to fill it anyway. Like that's, that's the relationship. That's that's how it's supposed to work. I'm supposed to have flaws. I'm supposed to have gaps. And once I understood that, I was like, Oh, which is a, that's a whole thing with grace. I had a hard time understanding what grace was. Grace fills in the gaps. Yeah, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to have gaps. It's like it's a part of the whole thing of the relationship with God. We're supposed to need him. If I didn't have gaps, then that means I don't need him. And then that means I don't need right. grace. And that means I don't need the cross. So it's a whole, you know, whole thing. So once I understood that, I was like, wow, I really like me. And I want to continue just exploring all of who I am. And so now I, so I finally stepped out on faith. Even with the fear, stepped on my face with the, the sweaty palms 
and the, and the heart racing fast and the uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen next, I started my coaching business and it's, you know, and speaking business and it's grown and it's evolved and it's still growing and evolving. And it's amazing. I've, uh, train police officers. Every time I start to start a new venture, I'm still scared as hell. And that's what I try to tell even my coaching clients. Like every time I do something new in my business, I'm scared as hell every time. That's why I say it's right there. Fear is right there, but I don't let it have control. It never gets to be in the driving driver's seat. And one thing I realized actually fear is trying to be your friend. And so I realized what it was. You know, fear saying, this is new, alert, alert, caution, like, we ain't never do this before, like, this is new stuff, mm-hmm. you sure about this? <laughs> you know, right. yeah, that's that's what the mind is telling you. And so I appreciate it. Like, it's, you know, like, I feel like fear is coming from a place of love. Like, this is new. You've never done this before. This is out of order. Keita, what you doing? We, we Every day you wake up, you ain't never do this before. Now we just doing this all of a sudden? Are you sure? That's what fear is saying. And then I just talk to fear, and I say, I understand how you feel. I get it. I understand. I get the fear. But faith got it. We got it. So just put your seatbelt on and let's ride in this new part of our journey. And every time I do that, I remember when I trained police. I've never trained police officers before. <gasps> and then I did it. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just like, you know how they say you feel the fear and then you just do it anyway. Um, and then I also recognize, just to close it out, um, you have to, I think the more I like myself, the more I want to know myself, the good, oh, bad, so ugly, good. the indifferent, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not scared of it anymore. Cause see, when you don't like yourself, you're scared of knowing your past. You're scared of going yeah, back. You're, you're scared to see these parts of you. I'm like, I want to see it. Show me. I, like, so what? That's what grace is for. You know, grace is like that black card, like how money unlimited. That's what grace is. Yeah. It come in whenever and, yeah. and work all this stuff out. So now I'm so open to exploring all these different pockets of my life. And because of that, I like myself even more. I'm intrigued with myself even more. And then God's able to use me in these different new ways and, and different platforms. And I always tell people, you know, you don't have to be perfect you just have to be purposed. That's it. Long as you're purposed, mm. God fills in the rest. And I and I it's 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 just amazing. So I just want to encourage all the women who are listening today, never desire something that's unattainable, perfection. Love yourself, which means you have to actually like yourself. And that means liking parts of you that you may think are undesirable and have issues with. And it's okay because that's where the grace of God comes in and he fills in those gaps. And so now I see, you know, things just flourishing um, in my life. And they're not easy. And that's what I was going to say, the crazy continuum. My business has grown Mm -hmm. so much and I'm embarking on so many new challenges that are great. But it really, you know, it's scary. I I still deal with that now. It's scary, and I do have anxiety. But one thing I did is sometimes you have to have those outer body experiences. They're really healthy. And if you look, you start to notice patterns about yourself. And that's what I started to notice. I start to get crazy and have high anxiety around the same time. It's just like this pattern. I see this pattern. And once I saw the pattern, I wasn't so scared anymore because the pattern showed me 
I know I'm going to feel like this at this moment, but then I always get through it next. See? Yeah. I always, I always get through it. You know, mm-hmm. you said something, um, and it made me think of, I heard, and I don't remember which guest it was that I had recently, and she said, do it afraid. Do mm-hmm. it afraid. And, and as you're talking, I'm just writing down some notes here. You know, uh, Shelly Fanfan, our guest therapist who was on a few weeks ago, she said, you know, there is a fear that is helpful. It is the fear that you were talking about, that mm-hmm. fight or flight, that moment where you need that adrenaline rush to get you through a, a, a situation or yeah. to save your life. And that kind of fear is good. And um, the last thing I wrote down was the, the Word of God declares that the Lord says, my power is made perfect in weakness. And yes. so to have these imperfections, to know that you're perfected when I'm weak. Okay, God, well, you're really, really perfect <laughs> because I really have a lot of weaknesses. And that is the grace. You know, we're definitely going to do a series on grace because I think every guest has talked about grace. Now, grace is not something that I grew up knowing in the church. Mm-hmm. Probably as of the last three years, three years about, um, our pastor has shifted to the grace message and teaching really what grace is, and that has transformed my life. But everything you touched on today, I'm just, I'm soaking it all in, and so are the ladies. And you were saying that you want to close out with a thought, and I would love for you to share just a little bit more um, as we bring it to a close on how can they start to like themselves? What does that look like? What does it look like? Good question. What it looks like is acceptance. That's the biggest Mm -hmm. word that jumps out. You have to first come to grips that it's you and God is not replacing you for someone else. Like, Mm -hmm. that was, like, you're it as far, you know, like, who you are. And um, because, you know, you deal with uh, society's views, cultural views and norms of what beautiful looks like, what intelligent looks like, what's, you know, what it looks like to be successful. Everybody has their own definition of that, um, what, it, what it means to be a woman. There's all these classifications, right, and labels. And I had to get to a point where I got to accept me, meaning if at any point I thought maybe this was better, right, that right. this is it here, and this is what God gave me to work with till I die. This. Wow. So right. am I gonna am I gonna fight this or am I gonna embrace it? I am who I am. From my shape to my skin tone to my talents to my abilities, you know, from a simple standpoint, some I I always loved singing. I can't sing. I don't know how to sing. <laughs> I can no, seriously, I don't. I really don't. I can get trained. I've I've been trained to like I could do the whole choir kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. That is it. Um, and that's just a, a small example, but just to say, that ain't me. That's, that's, that's not right. my calling. And it's something I like, but that's not my calling. That's not something I'm good at. I, that was not one of those blessings that God specifically blessed me with. And I have to accept that. I have to come to grips with mm-hmm. that. So I had to learn to accept who I am and who I am not. You have, you have to accept that. And I feel like that's the best place to be when you can accept that this is it. And not this is it as in a way that you're not good enough, but you are who you are. That is who you were created to be. And you can either fight it 
or you can embrace it. And once you embrace it, that's when you're able to maximize the gifts that God has given you. But you can't do that until you have fully embraced who you are. I remember in college, it seemed like conservative girls were winning. Like, I don't know, like if you weren't too loud or too this, you know, and that's not me. I'm loud. I'm the type of person, it's wintertime, and I'm like, can I still wear fuchsia? You know, yes, like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh, we don't wear fuchsia now. What? Because it's what? December? Girl, you know, that, that, but that's, that's, that's me. And I had to finally, I had to just embrace all of me, even if I'm, if it looks different than someone else. Because the more I can embrace me, the more I can appreciate someone else being who they authentically are, you know, and, and mm, so that, okay. that helped me to like me. I had to first embrace me. And then once you can embrace and accept who you are, then you want to get to know yourself. I'm like, I want to get to know me. I'm 35. I'm still discovering every day. I'm discovering something new about me. Even um, as a professor, I teach student life skills. And I always tell my college students, they're amazed. I'm like, I'm learning from you. So I, I, I also have this heart of humility. I'm always willing to learn, to learn from someone else and to learn more about myself. I'm always willing to learn. There's never this cap where I've learned enough or I've grown enough. I don't need to grow anymore. And so I think with liking yourself comes growth and wanting to know about yourself, which was the good, remember, bad, ugly. But I think the biggest thing first for any of the women, which I know was tough for me, I had to accept me. Like, honey, this is what you're working with. Literally, yes. take it or leave it. Not in a negative way, but that's it. You can't fight reality. It's like you're fighting reality. This is what right. you have. And it's enough. And you're not lacking, you know? So... That's oh, that's good. I think that was the perfect note to to transition into um, letting the ladies know a little bit about your business and how they can find you. But the acceptance piece, you know, Dr. Kita, I think for me, um, when you when you go through cancer in particular, um, a lot of things change about you. You have to accept the fact that your hair is gone. You have to mm. accept the fact that your physical body is probably going to change if you have a mastectomy and you physically, they remove your breasts. I, I will tell you that this season of my life has changed me. And I was in a position almost to be forced to accept, but I started loving myself so much more. Like there's nothing about this journey that I would change at this mm. point right now. And wow. you just truly ministered to me and you encouraged me. And, and I, I, you caught, you had me at you saying that you love your story. Cause I was like, when mm-hmm. was the last time I said that? Mm. What is the last time I said that I love my story? Um, and when you said acceptance, you know, I think, and you probably talk a lot about this when you're coaching, is that we, you know, what are we saying to ourselves? And I think a lot of times we're saying how much we don't like about ourselves rather than accepting it. Right. And that that drives anxiety and all kinds of worry and, and issues. So, um I would love for the ladies, for you to tell the ladies, um, how can they get in touch with you, have scheduled time with you, and if you have any upcoming events or anything? Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm just, thank you for having me on. I, I love it. And I just love your voice. It's so easygoing and so smooth. I just absolutely <laughs> Everybody love it. Yeah, so ladies, you are just in a treat listening to these podcasts every week with, with you. It's amazing. And just 
you know, with acceptance, even with the pain, accepting the pain that we've been through. Like my father passing away, I fought that for a while, and I had to accept mm. it. I'm a, I'm a child, right. and I'm a woman who's fatherless. I still have the ultimate father, but, you know, I am, had to embrace it. It is what it is. I can't get him back. I'd like it. If I could, I would snap my fingers today. I would want him right here at this table with me right now. No question about it. But I understand he's not here, and I have to accept it. So it really births a lot. But um, like I said, I do success coaching for men and women, and I really help women um, discover who, who you are, like I was talking about today, that self-discovery. I love helping women through that journey, understanding yourself more, because the more you understand yourself, it'll positively impact your professional life and your personal life and your relationships. Mm-hmm. And I help women who have a business idea, but they're not sure how to implement it and push that vision out. So I help come up with strategic plans on how can we um, see this business come to life. And then I also help when it comes to authentic um, branding as well. And so, um, and then also the book, Fabulous and Faithful. So if women are wanting, you guys want to know more information about my different services and what I do, you, <clears throat> you can go to my website, which is kitajoy.com, K-E-I-T-A-J-O-Y.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the handler at Dr. Kita Joy. So pretty much on any social media platform, you can follow me at Dr. D-R-K-E-I-T-A-J-O-Y, Dr. Kita Joy. Yep. Awesome, awesome. And there's um, there's a space on the podcast page, and I, I keep telling ladies, Okay, I know some of you are new to podcasting. <laughs> Work with me here. Uh, when you're on the podcast page, ladies, you can actually swipe to the left, and there's a whole page, and it's the, it's the bio about our guests. And so, Dr. Kita, I will put that on the podcast page so they can go right to the link. And then when Thank I post you. it on Facebook as well, as, uh, Facebook as well as Instagram, I will um, tag you, and I'll write all these uh, ways that they can connect with you in there so it's right there they, they can go right to it well i know i right. like sign me up sign me up all right <laughs> I, i'm ready to to brand and to expand what god is doing through this podcast and to really just kind of um walk in the footsteps of people who have vision and have stepped out there like yourself so thank you and um you know you're you're welcome just like any other guest that has been on the show we're going to have a chance to meet face to face i hope that i can meet you face to face i learned so much about you today um you've been married 10 years i think you said 10 years right yep 10 years just a couple of weeks ago august 4th Ooh. was our 10 year anniversary oh congratulations mine is september 27th it will be 10 years yeah, ready. I'm ready. He's like, okay, where are we going? I'm like, you know, we should have planned this probably the beginning of the year. I know. <laughs> but you sound like okay. A... We can plan now. Um, and then you have, you're an only child. I'm an only yes. child. Oh, um, And then we have little ones. Yeah, so we're meant to meet up. I really want to do lunch. Let's, let's try to make that happen. We are. It's awesome. a, we've already spoken it. So <laughs> now we just have to hold ourselves accountable and make it happen. It is going to happen. That's it. There you go. Well, ladies, I would love to see you at our event in September as um, I close out this podcast. There is um, 
a wonderful time of worship and prayer and fellowship. We like to have fun, but we are, we're going to be discussing real topics that are going to be life-changing and impactful for you. So that's September 16th, it's a Saturday, 5 p.m. at Majestic Life Church. We're going to meet in their meeting space next to the main sanctuary, and we're just going to have a panel of ladies and, and a group of ladies in the audience that is just going to be a blast. So, Dr. Keita Joy, you are more than welcome. And and uh, I'll post all the information again on Facebook soon so ladies can sign up. So, ladies, I'm sad to say our time is over, but I've asked Dr. Keita Joy to be it's been such a pleasure. I have so many notes, and, and I can't wait to um, open up the blog page so that we can have further discussion. The blog page is coming soon. But for today, would you please close us out in, in prayer and speak to the, to the soul and spirit of that woman who needed this today? Yes, thank you so much for this. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of prayer. I thank you, God, that even though you are this perfect, majestic God. You are also this all-loving God. I thank you for how you work everything out for our good. I thank you, God, for how every single woman who's listening to this podcast, that you are working in their life, God, that your grace is sufficient, that your grace is more than enough to help them in any situation. God, I thank you so much for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and dying on the cross so that we can share this special relationship and connection with you, that anything that we are going through, which is so powerful to me, and sometimes I don't even take hold of that as much as I need to, God, and Father, forgive me for that, that in any opportunity, any situation, no matter how big or small. We can go to you in prayer. We can talk to you that you're always ready to listen to us, Father, and we're never a burden to you. You know, maybe to people we may feel like that, but to God, it's never like that with you. You always are all ears wanting to not only listen to us, but to help us. God, I pray for every woman listening today that they understand that your yes is a blessing. Your no is also a blessing. Yes. Your not now is also a blessing. Your wait is also a blessing, God, that every, mm. um, uh, wherever we're at right now in our journey and in our walk with you is a blessing. Father, open our eyes so that we can learn the lessons that we need to learn. Help all the women who are listening today, God, to love themselves, to like themselves, God, because you are our yes, creator. God. You created all of us, God, and you don't make mistakes. You do not make any mistakes, God. And so you didn't make any mistakes when you created each and every woman that is listening to this podcast today. God, I pray so much that you would use all the women in powerful ways, that they will see the fear, but that they will choose faith, that they will allow you to to move in their lives, even when they don't understand how they're going to be able to do it, how they're going to see themselves through it, God, that they will trust in you, knowing that you are the driver, you are the driver in the seat, God, and that all they have to do is follow your lead. God, I thank you so much for how you're going to work in these women's lives. Father, I pray that you help them with any anxiety that they're feeling, any fears that have taken hold of their life, God, that you would free them from that bondage, that they, that you would show them the people that they can talk to in a safe community, that they would be free from um, anything that's holding them down, God, through prayer and through talking and through your Holy Spirit at work, God. We, I always, I want to leave with this, Father. I thank you, God, that 
any woman yes. who puts their trust and their hope in you, God, that we all have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living yes. inside of us. God, I pray so much that when we hit that hard time, when we're faced with insecurities, when we're faced with those frustrations, when we're faced with those fears, we remember who we are in you and that we would stand, that we stand not on our own might, but on your strength alone, Father. I love you. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the vision that you've given Candace. And I pray so much that so much healing and so much growth happens through this ministry. And I pray all this in your powerful, loving, mighty son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. You just took us to church, Dr. Keita Joy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I, I, I get messages from ladies. Oh, oh my God, can you at 1 o'clock in the morning? I couldn't sleep, but I put the podcast on. And so this Aww. is just, not only can it go, this can go around the world, but, it, you know, sometimes it's right here and just our, our friend next to us that needed this word. So thank you. Thank you. And we, we pray God's blessings and continued increase. God, enlarge her territory. Bless her. Stop up. Father, we thank you that mm. she hasn't even seen, her eyes have not seen, her ears have not heard all that you have for her, and it is more yes. than she could ever ask, think, or imagine, and we bless her today in Jesus' name. Well, ladies, thank you. This has been such an awesome time, and Dr. Kita, we look forward to you coming back. You're welcome. Anytime. And thank you. Anytime. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's my extended family. I love it. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, ladies, have a great day. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. We have a call to action. Please share this, follow, and go check out all the information from Dr. Tita Joy. It will be on the podcast page. Until next time, ladies, have a blessed day. Bye-bye.